and as for man who utiya he was given kitabahu his record bishimalihi in his left hand as for the person who will be given his record in his left hand fayaqulu he will say ya laytani oh i wish that lam uta kitabiya i wish that i was not given my book Forget about having others read my book. I wish I did not have to read it. I wish I was not even given this book. Walam and not adri I know. I wish that I did not know ma hisabiya. What is my account? I wish I was not informed of my results. وَلَمْ أَدْرِ مَا حِسَابِيَهِ يَا لَيْتَهَا Oh, I wish that. Ha, that it was. كَانَتْ It was, meaning my death was الْقَاضِيَهِ The decisive one. The one that terminated. I wish that it was one that قَاضِيَهِ قَاضِيَهِ from قَضَاء قَضَاء is to carry out something, complete it. Meaning finish it. I wish that my death had terminated me. Meaning I wish I had not even been resurrected. Look at the amount of regret over here. Look at the amount of despair over here. Why? Because this person lived as if there was no hisab. This person lived as if there was no resurrection, no life after death. So on the day of judgment, he will wish that he had not been given his book because he was living as if nothing was being recorded. He was acting as if, he was saying, he was talking as if nothing was being written. The angels were not there writing anything. وَلَمْ أَدْرِ مَا حِسَابِيَهِ يَا لَيْتَهَا كَانَتِ الْقَاضِيَةِ And he will say, مَا أَغْنَى It did not avail. عَنِّي فَمِّي مَالِيَهِ My wealth. My wealth did not avail me. It did not benefit me. The wealth that I ran after, the wealth that I collected, the wealth that I was so worried about, the wealth that I spent my life chasing and preserving and using and spending and feeling proud about, the wealth by which I measured the success of my life, That wealth, مَا أَغْنَى عَنِّي It did not benefit me. Because where did it go? دُكَّتَا دَكَّةً وَاحِدَةً Finished. مَا أَغْنَى عَنِّي مَالِيَةً You see, أَغْنَى What does it mean? To make someone rich. My wealth did not make me rich. It did not benefit me. It was useless. Because the wealth of this world is not going to benefit a person on the Day of Judgment. يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالٌ It's the day when wealth and children will not help. If a person were to bring even an earth's fill of gold, and he would try to ransom himself from hellfire, would it work? No, it wouldn't. مَا أَغْنَى عَنِّي مَالِيَةً It's not your wealth that's going to help you in the hereafter. But really, how much of our time goes into just pursuing this wealth? In Surah Al-Dhariyat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that He created us for what purpose? For the purpose of worshipping Him. And He says, مَا أُرِيدُ مِنْهُمْ مِنْ رِزْقٍ I do not want any rizq from them. 
Allah did not send us in this world to collect the wealth of this world. He did not send us here for that purpose. He says that I am a razzaq in Allah huwa razzaq He is the ultimate provider. He will provide you. He will give you. That is His responsibility to give us risk. But it's as if we don't trust Allah. And we have to figure things out ourselves. And we have to even adopt the haram means in order to get something in this world. We have to do things even the wrong way in order to have wealth that we think is so necessary. And no matter what a person accumulates, مَا أَغْنَى عَنِّي مَالِيَا My wealth did not benefit me. But if you think about it, in this life, what is it that we're taught? Go to school, study hard. Why? Why study hard? So that you can get into a better school, into a good school. Why? So that you can have a good degree. Why? So that you can have a good job. Why? So that you can have a good career. It's important. But is that everything that our life should be about? But if you think about it, when it comes to people also, we measure them by what? By their wealth. مَا أَغْنَى عَنِّي مَالِيَةً And this wealth, a person will say, that it has not benefited me. And you see the word maliyah, the ha at the end again is for? Is for sakta. And what does that mean? It's a full stop. مَا أَغْنَى عَنِّي مَالِيَةً And he will say, what's the next thing he will say? هَلَكَ عَنِّي سُلْطَانِيَةً هَلَكَ Halaka, it died, it finished. It went away. Ahlaka is to destroy. And halaka is when something is destroyed. Halaka, it was destroyed. Anni, from me, meaning I have lost. Sultania, my sultan. My power. What is sultan? It's used for power, authority, argument. So whatever power and prestige and fame and authority that I had in the world, it's gone. I don't have it anymore. And again, what is it that we feel proud about in this world, in this life, when we have power? Whether that power is of ownership, or that power is of status, or that power is of a higher status given the relationships we have. So for example, a woman will feel powerful because she's a mother or because she's a mother-in-law, or because she's a grandmother, and so she will say, it's my right. Or for example, a man will say, it's my right because I am the man, I am the breadwinner, I am the father, or I am the grandfather. This is not going to matter. These things that we feel so proud about, it's not going to matter. Or a person feels that they have a sense of control, sense of authority, because of the wealth that they have the social status they have, or the passport they have, the citizenship that they have, certain rights they have, halaka anni, it's dead. It died. My sultan died. It finished. Sultan is also used for hujjah, for argument. Many people, when matters of the hereafter are mentioned, they say, oh, I will say this, and oh, I will do this, and you know, this is what will save me. Halaka, all those false arguments, gone. Nothing's gonna work. 
The Prophet ﷺ said, three things follow a dead person. Meaning when his body is taken, three things follow him. What are they? His family, his possessions, some of his wealth, and thirdly his deeds. Two of them return and one remains with him. What goes with him? It is his deeds. And what goes back? It's his mal, it's his sultan, it's his wealth and it's his sultan. Because even with children, we feel that we have a certain level of power. Children ask, why mom? And you say, because I said so. Don't ask me. I told you, you better listen. Sultan. Halakani sultaniyah. Khuduhu. This person who was given his book in his left hand. It will be said, خُدُوهُ Seize him. فَغُلُّوهُ Then shackle him. غُلُّوهُ غَيْن لَامْ لَامْ It's to chain someone. To tie them up with a fetter. So, خُدُوهُ Seize him. فَغُلُّوهُ And shackle him. ثُمَّ الْجَحِيمَ Then to help. صَلُّوهُ Drive him and, and enter him. صَلُّوا صَادْ لَامْ يَا Salah, to enter, to burn. So admit him into the fire. Summa then, fi silsilatin, in a chain. Silsila means a chain. So in a chain, dharuha, whose length is sab'una dhira'an, 70 cubits. Dhira' is a measurement that is somewhere between 5 and 70 centimeters. Somewhere between 5 and 70 centimeters, there is a huge range. And sab'una dhira'an, 70 dhira'an, this is about 50 to 70 meters. In a chain that is 70 cubits long, فَسْلُكُوهُ Insert him, meaning tie him up. Insert his hands and his feet and his limbs. Tie each limb so that he cannot move, he cannot run, he cannot escape. Fasten him completely. You see, hell is deep. And hell is makanan dayyiqan. It is a tight, constricted, narrow place. And here we see that even people will be tied up. يُؤْخَذُ بِالنَّوَاصِي وَالْأَقْدَامِ They'll be seized with their foreheads and their feet and tied up and then thrown. Why is the punishment so great? Because إِنَّهُ كَانَ Indeed he was such that لَا يُؤْمِنُ He would not believe بِاللَّهِ الْعَظِيمِ In Allah the Great One. This person did not even believe in Allah. Who is Allah Al-Azim, the Great One. He lived this whole life enjoying the wealth that Allah gave him, the Sultan that Allah gave him, and he did not even believe in Allah. وَلَا يَحُضُّ And he did not encourage. يَحُضُّ تَحْضِيدُ حَضَضَّاد is to encourage someone to do something. Incite them, urge them. He did not urge Others, ala ta'am al-miskeen, to feed the needy. When can you encourage someone to do something? When you believe in it. Isn't it? When it's important to you. When it matters to you. And it matters to you so much that you don't just do it yourself, but you also spread awareness about it. And you don't just spread awareness, but you encourage other people through different ways to participate in it, to take that matter seriously. So لا يحض على طعام المسكين. What does it mean? If he did not encourage the feeding of the needy, did he feed the needy himself? 
No. Did he think it was important? No. Did he care about the needy? No. Were there needy? Of course. There's always needy people in the world. There's always someone who is in need more than you are. Or at least different than you. When Musa went to Madian, when he reached Madian, was he needy? How did he describe himself? Faqir. Who is faqir? Worse than miskin. Miskin has something. Faqir has nothing. But did he find other people who were in need? Yes. He found those girls who were in need. And he went and helped them. لا يحض على طعام المسكين means he didn't help himself and he didn't encourage others to do it. So you see two crimes are mentioned over here. Firstly, he didn't believe in Allah. And secondly, he didn't care about the poor. He didn't believe in Allah. He didn't care about Allah's rights. He didn't give Allah his rights. And out of people that we see, that we live with, that we deal with, who is it that's deserving? Needy. And this needy could even be a family member. Someone who's sick and they're in need of water. They're not able to go get it themselves. They're a miskin over there. It's our duty to help them, to assist them. So, لا يحض على طعام المسكين What does it mean? He didn't care about other people. So selfish that he didn't care about people. He disregarded the rights of Allah and he disregarded the rights of humanity. Of the people around him. إِنَّهُ كَانَ لَا يُؤْمِنُ بِاللَّهِ الْعَظِيمِ وَلَا يَحُضُّ عَلَى طَعَامِ الْمِسْكِينِ فَلَيْسَ So there is not لَهُ for him الْيَوْمَ today, Meaning the day of judgment. هَاهُنَا Right here. Meaning in the hashr. There is no one or in hell. حَمِيم Any devoted friend. He didn't care about others. Why should anyone care about him today? He will not have any Hamim. Who is Hamim? A close devoted friend. You see Hamma. Hamma is used for fever, right? And Hamim is used for boiling hot water. And Hamim is used for a very close friend. Someone who feels for you. You know, they have feelings. They care about you. They boil in anger for you. They get upset when you're treated unfairly. They will speak out for you. They will defend you. They will help you. فَلَيْسَ لَهُ الْيَوْمَ هَاهُنَا حَمِيمٌ What does it mean? The one who forgets Allah, then this person will be forgotten in hell. He did not believe in Allah, so in hell, this person will be forgotten. The one who lives as if there is no God, then in the hereafter, he will lose everything. He will have nobody. فَلَيْسَ لَهُ الْيَوْمَ هَاهُنَا حَمِيمٌ No one to feel pity for him. No one to feel compassion for him. No loyal friend. No relative. Nobody to care about him. وَلَا طَعَامٌ Nor any food. إِلَّا except مِنْ غِسْلِينَ Of غِسْلِينَ The only thing he will have to eat is غِسْلِينَ What is غِسْلِينَ? غِسْلِينَ is from غُسْل. What does غُسْل mean? To wash. What do you wash? What do you wash away? Dirty. Something that is dirty, something that is filthy. And the water, you know, as you're washing your hands and the water is falling off from your hands, that water is clean? No. Because you just washed away dirt. You just washed away impurities. So that water is filthy. Ghislin is used for dirty liquid. Dirty water. Or ghislin is also used for excretions. 
that which flows from wounds. Meaning that is to be washed off. Just imagine a wound and there's stuff oozing out of it like pus and blood and you have to wash it off. You have to remove it. This is ghislin. وَلَا طَعَامٌ إِلَّا مِنْ غسلين. No food except the discharge of wounds. لَا يَأْكُلُهُ Allah says none will eat it إِلَّا الْخَاطِئُونَ Except the khati'un. Who are the khati'un? Plural of khati'. One who knowingly, deliberately commits khati'ah, commits sin. Those who deliberately commit sin, for them is this horrible, disgusting, repulsive adab, repulsive punishment. Recitation. وَأَمَّا مَنْ أُوْتِيَ كِتَابَهُ بِشِمَالِهِ فَيَقُولُ يَا لَيْتَنِي لَمْ أُوْتَ كِتَابِيَهِ وَلَمْ أَدْرِ مَا حِسَابِيَهِ يَا لَيْتَهَا كَانَتِ الْقَاضِيَهِ مَا أَغْنَى عَنِّي مَالِيَهِ هَلَكَ عَنِّي سُلْطَانِيَهِ خُذُوهُ فَغُلُّوهُ ثُمَّ الْجَحِيمَ صَلُّوهُ ثُمَّ فِي سِلْسِلَةٍ ذَرْعُهَا سَبْعُونَ ذِرَاعًا فَاسْلُكُوهُ ഹുനഹ <تصفيق> See the contrast over here. One is a person who knows that he will be held accountable. إِنِّي غَنَنْتُ أَنِّي مُلَاقٍ حِسَابِيَةٍ That I will be asked. So then how does he live? A conscious life. What does he do? He works hard. So كُلُوا وَشْرَبُوا هَنِيئًا بِمَا أَسْلَفْتُمْ You did something. You prepared something. You sent some good deeds forward. Now you enjoy. Now you enjoy because you put your enjoyment on hold. On the other hand is a person who doesn't believe in Allah, doesn't care about others. So what's a priority for him then? What's his focus? Himself, his desires. And so such a person will be forgotten on the day of judgment. Allah says, فَلَا أُقْسِمُوا فَلَا So not. أُقْسِمُوا I swear. بِمَا تُبْصِرُونَ With whatever that you see. La over here has been interpreted in different ways. One of the interpretations is that it is extra, it is za'id, meaning it's not to be translated, but it is there for the purpose of emphasis, to add emphasis, because no is a very strong word. No is a very strong word. It's a very powerful word. So, فَلَا أُقْسِمُوا بِمَا تُبْصِرُونَ So I swear by whatever that you see. I take an oath by whatever that you see. Meaning whatever that you know of. Whatever that is around you. Whatever that you can witness. Whatever that is within your knowledge. بِمَا تُبْصِرُونَ 
وَمَا And also I swear by that which you cannot see. That which you do not see. So in other words, I take an oath by everything. Whether you see it or you don't see it. Whether you know of it or you don't know of it. But I take an oath by everything. And remember when an oath is taken by something, the purpose is to make it a proof, an evidence of what is being established, of what is being mentioned. So everything is made a witness over here, is taken as a proof for what? That إِنَّهُ لَقَوْلُ رَسُولٍ كَرِيمٍ That indeed it is surely the word of a noble messenger. That this Qur'an is true. إِنَّهُ لَقَوْلُ رَسُولٍ كَرِيمٍ إِنَّهُ Who is referring to? The Qur'an. So in other words, everything is a proof of the truthfulness of the Qur'an. Just as the Day of Judgment is حَقَّة وَالسَّاعَةُ حَقَّ Here we learn that the Qur'an, the Kitab that Allah has revealed is also حَقَّ Whether people believe in it or they don't believe in it. But look at how the Qur'an has been described. It is the word of a noble messenger. Noble messenger. Who is the noble messenger? Angel Jibreel. So it is said, it's the word of a noble messenger. Doesn't mean that he is the one who has said it in the sense that it is to be attributed to him. This Qur'an is Jibreel's word. This is Jibreel's message. No. Rasul and Karim. Rasul. Who is Rasul? Messenger. One who is conveying. So then whose word is it? Who is the one who has sent this messenger with this word, with this speech? As we read on, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, تَنزِيلٌ مِّن رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Ayah 43, this is revelation from the Lord of the worlds. You understand? So then why is it said that, إِنَّهُ لَقَوْلُ رَسُولٍ كَرِيمٌ This is similar to how you say, this is my book. And when you say it's my book, doesn't mean that you wrote it. Doesn't mean that you wrote it. No. It was written by somebody else. But you say it's mine because it's your copy. You bought it. You are its owner. This is why it's attributed to you. Because of the ownership. So here it's attributed to Jibreel. Why? Because he is the messenger. He is the one conveying it. إِنَّهُ لَقَوْلُ رَسُولٍ كَرِيمٍ وَمَا هُوَ بِقَوْلِ شَاعِرٍ It is not the word of a poet. This is not poetry. قَلِيلًا مَا تُؤْمِنُونَ Very little it is that you believe. Or for very little time, very briefly you believe. Meaning, as you listen to the Qur'an, you begin to believe in it. You are convinced by it. But then after a few moments, that effect goes away. And we all need to think about this also. That when we listen to the Qur'an, how attentively do we listen to it? So that the effect will actually last. Look at your posture. Look at the way you're sitting. And look at the way you're looking at the text. Observe yourself. How attentive are you? Allah says, قَلِيلًا مَا تُؤْمِنُونَ You don't give it due attention. You don't believe in it the way you should. This is not poetry. This is not poetry of a human being. Yes, if you're listening to poetry, you can relax. And yes, you can look at your phone as you are, you know, as you're listening to poetry. Okay, the word of a human being, you could do that. But is the Qur'an the word of a human being? That we can be relaxed as if we're sitting in our living rooms. And we can be checking out our phones as if we are 
You know, just watching TV or listening to the radio. وَمَا هُوَ بِقَوْلِ شَاعِرٍ قَلِيلًا مَا تُؤْمِنُونَ وَلَا بِقَوْلِ كَاهِنٍ This is not the word of a soothsayer. Who is a kahin? A fortune teller, a liar, someone who claims to know knowledge of the unseen. This is not the word of a human being who is a soothsayer. قَلِيلًا مَا تَذَكَّرُونَ Little do you remember. Meaning, do you even remember and reflect upon what is being recited? If you reflected on it, then you would never say that this is the word of a human being. Because the mushrikeen of Makkah, sometimes they would call the Prophet ﷺ a poet. Sometimes they would say that he is a kahin. Sometimes they would say that a jinn comes to him, shaitan comes to him. So all these false ideas are refuted here. No, a jinn doesn't come to him. A noble messenger from the Lord of the worlds brings this message to him. This is not poetry from his mind. This is Qur'an, Allah's word. This is not fortune telling. تَنزِيلٌ مِّن رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ What is this Qur'an then? It is revelation from the Lord of the worlds. تَنزِيلٌ That which has been sent by who? مِّن رَبِّ From the Lord, owner, creator of what? الْعَالَمِينَ Everything that exists. وَلَوْ and if تَقَوَّلَ He made up. Who made up? Muhammad wasallam. Because the people accused him of fabricating this Qur'an and attributing it to Allah, saying that this is God's speech. Allah says that if this man had invented, had made up anything, تَقَوَّلَ is from the word تَقَوُّل قَوْل is a word and تَقَوُّل is to make up a word meaning to invent, to fabricate if he had fabricated a lie عَلَيْنَا upon us بَعْضَ الْأَقَاوِيلِ some false sayings أَقَاوِيلِ is the plural of the word أَقْوَال which is the plural of the word قَوْل okay? so what is meant is that if he had made up even a few statements you say the whole Qur'an, this is a fabrication? Well, if Muhammad ﷺ had even invented a few statements and attributed them to Allah, what would happen? لَأَخَذْنَا Surely we would seize minhu him, meaning we would seize him. Bilyameen by the right hand, meaning from his right hand. His right hand would be seized. Summa then, and if your right hand is seized, what does it mean? You're trapped. And your right hand has more strength in it for majority of the people. Yes, there are people who find their left hand strong, but for many people it's their right hand which is strong. So if that is caught, what will a person do to save himself? Summa laqata'na, then surely we would cut, we would sever minhu from him al-wateen. Watin is used for the artery that connects the heart with the brain. Okay? So, which when it's cut off, a person dies. Right? We all know the part of the brain is brain stem. It's connected with the backbone, right? And how important is that brain stem and its, its components? Life-threatening, right? I mean, if they're lost, even one part of it, if it's cut off, then a person cannot live. They cannot survive. So لَأَخَذْنَا مِنْهُ بِالْيَمِينَ ثُمَّ لَقَطَعْنَا مِنْهُ الْوَتِينَ His watin would be cut off. What does it mean? He would be dead. Allah would not tolerate even a few false statements from His Messenger. 
can we make things up about the Qur'an? Can we make things up and say, God said this? فَمَا مِنْكُمْ Then there would not be of you مِنْ أَحَدٍ Anybody عَنْهُ from him حَاجِزِينَ Who could prevent حَاجِزِينَ from حَجَزَ And حَاجِز is used for a barrier Meaning no one could prevent us from him No one could save him from us No one could defend him None of you could come between us and him If we wanted to do this to him What does this mean? That the Prophet ﷺ has not fabricated this Qur'an. If he had fabricated it, this would be his end. And this is not the case. Every word of this Qur'an is from who? It is from Allah. It is Allah's speech. The Prophet ﷺ did not invent even a single statement. He did not make up even a single word. It is from who? From Allah. وَإِنَّهُ And indeed it Meaning this Qur'an is لَتَذْكِرَةٌ Surely a reminder لِلْمُتَّقِينَ For those of taqwa For them is a great reminder Just in this surah A great powerful reminder For people who fear Allah وَإِنَّا لَنَعْلَمُ And even though this is such a powerful reminder Allah says indeed we know That أَنَّ مِنْكُمْ That indeed among you are مُكَذِّبِينَ Deniers of you are those who will still deny. So have you forgotten what happened to the mukaddibin before you? Kaddabat, Thamud, Wa'ad. They denied. Have you forgotten what happened to them? This is a warning. This is a threat. وَإِنَّهُ لَحَسْرَةٌ And indeed it will surely be a hasra. Meaning a source of hasra. And what is hasra? Regret. This denial of Qur'an will be a source of great regret for who? عَلَى الْكَافِرِينَ For those who deny it. Meaning right now they deny and they're happy in their denial. But what's going to happen later? Great regret. As Allah says in Surah Mulk, وَقَالُوا لَوْ كُنَّا نَسْمَعُوا أَوْ نَعْقِلُوا مَا كُنَّا فِي أَصْحَابِ السَّعِيرِ وَإِنَّهُ And indeed this Qur'an is لَحَقُّ الْيَقِينَ Surely it is the truth of certainty. This Qur'an is surely حَقُّ الْيَقِينَ What does it mean? You see there's different levels of certainty. One level of certainty is عِلْمُ الْيَقِينَ Knowledge of certainty. Meaning when you know something, for sure. Why? Because you have read about it. You have heard about it, you have grown up with it, so you know it for sure. Like for example, you know that oranges are orange. You know that. It, this is ilmul yaqeen. Right? Then another level is aynul yaqeen. When you have yaqeen because you have seen it. You are certain because you've seen it with your eyes. You haven't just known, you don't just know about it. But you have seen it. And because you've seen it, you're convinced. Like for example, you might know that there are certain places in this world that are beautiful. For instance, somebody told you that the Atlantic Ocean, if you drive by it, is just beautiful. You know it's beautiful. But if you were to see it with your own eyes, and go visit that place, and drive by the ocean, would you know it to be beautiful? Yes, because you've seen it. Right? But let's actually do this. You know that it's beautiful because somebody told you. Then you saw a picture or a video and that assured you that yes, it's beautiful. 
The third level is حَقُّ yaqeen. When you have experienced something firsthand and through your experience you know that it is such and such. So when you go and drive by the ocean and you experience it, you experience the wind, the breeze, the beautiful fragrance, the colors, you touch the water, that will make you know for sure that it's beautiful. So حَقُّ yaqeen is through experience. Allah says this Qur'an is حَقُّ yaqeen. What does it mean? For those who have experienced this Qur'an, for them it is a certainty. How do you experience the Qur'an? How do you live it? When you interact with it, when you read it, and you engage with it, you reflect on it, you apply it, and then when you're in a problem, you find your answer in it. You find what you need through it. It corrects you, points out your faults, points out your shortcomings, reminds you, wakes you up. This is your experience with the Qur'an. So for them, it is حَقُّ yaqeen. فَسَبِّحْ So glorify بِسْمِ رَبِّكَ الْعَظِيمِ With the name of your Lord who is the most great. Glorify your Lord. سُبْحَانَ رَبِّيَ الْعَظِيمِ Perfect is my Lord the most great. سُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ الْعَظِيمِ وَبِحَمْدِهِ Why do tasbih of your Lord? Why? When He has given you this حَقُّ yaqeen, then worship Him. Whether people believe or they don't, you have to worship your Lord. You do not grieve over people's denial. You convey the message, fulfill your responsibility, and glorify and worship your Lord. We will listen to the recitation of these verses. فَلَا أُقْسِمُ بِمَا تُبْصِرُونَ وَمَا لَا تُبْصِرُونَ إِنَّهُ لَقَوْلُ رَسُولٍ كَرِيمٍ وَمَا هُوَ بِقَوْلِ شَاعِرٍ قَلِيلًا مَا تُؤْمِنُونَ وَلَا بِقَوْلِ كَاهِنٍ قَلِيلًا مَا تَذَكَّرُونَ تنزيل من رب العالمين ولو تقول علينا بعض الأقاويل لأخذنا منه باليمين ثم لقطعنا منه الوتين فما منكم أَحَدٌ عَنْهُ حَاجِزِينَ وَإِنَّهُ لَتَذْكِرَةٌ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ وَإِنَّا لَنَعْلَمُ أَنَّ مِنْكُمْ مُكَذِّبِينَ وَإِنَّهُ لَحَسْرَةٌ عَلَى الْكَافِرِينَ وَإِنَّ لَحَقُّ الْيَقِينِ فَسَبِّحْ بِاسْمِ رَبِّكَ الْعَظِيمِ سُبْحَانَكَ اللَّهُمَّ بِحَمْدِكَ أَشْهَدُ وَاللَّا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنْتَ أَسْتَغْفِرُكَ وَأَتُوبُ إِلَيْكَ السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته